Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Magical Realness, a Blythe Mitral's podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Marie, a confidence and wardrobe manifestation coach whose main MO is to guide aspiring soulpreneurs into the transformation of their dreams while helping them learn how to empower themselves along the way. What you need to know about me is that I'm silly, spiritual, and uber passionate about living a life in true alignment and fulfillment. I'm also definitely a chatty bitch. (laughs) I believe deeply that magic is real, potent, and rooted in choice. Magic is truly all around us. All you have to do is choose to see it. Dive in with me as we look at actionable steps, books, and conversations that help you live a magical lifestyle in which serves you. We're currently in the season Spirituality 101, where I give you the introductions needed to help you dive into the spiritual world and become aligned with who you truly are. This season has been brought to you by Blythe Mitral's Coaching. If you are looking for support and an implementation partner and expressing who you really are or making your aspirations into an actionable journey, Blythe Mitral's Coaching has got you covered through their step-by-step programs and pressure-free approach. You'll feel lighter, brighter, and clearer on what makes you, you. Sign up for a clarity session today and see if this is in your alignment. And with that, I say, let's get started with today's episode. Wow, bitch. (laughs) We're at the first episode of the season, which is really cool. We've done a lot of pivoting, as you know, as I think you know, (laughs) if you don't know, you know now, uh, into magical realness, right? Before we were called Fruitful Living and I had released a season and that was fine. That was dandy and we got ready for our second season and I just realized that Fruitful living does not capture what we're talking about here, but magical realness, a spin on magical realism definitely does, especially with my beliefs in magic, the project I'm working in magic and, uh, you know, how we, how we approach what we approach in our life and how that impacts ourselves with becoming authentic and real and open to being vulnerable on the spot. (laughs) All things that I have worked really hard at and that I'm trying to make accessible and workable for you. So that's what makes this so exciting is because I'm really approaching this podcast as if these are my classes. These are my courses at a college, (laughs) at the Blythe Mitral's College, if you will. And, you know, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I've always thought that would be such a dope job, you know, and then it just, I don't know, they don't make a lot of money, which is super sad. Um, When we have kids, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe like just give a bunch of gift cards. (laughs) I don't know what, but definitely support those teachers. Uh, So got a budget for that. But, um, you know, there's just always, I've always thought that it would be so fun 
to go in and coach children, be a professor at a college, grade papers. Oh my gosh, scandalous. <laughs> I just, I've always thought it was a blast. So I'm really approaching that dream of mine and the little bits that I put into my coaching. My coaching is definitely different in that I I do give space for us to exhale and go through what's going through in our lives, but I also have a set step-by-step program to walk you through so that way you get those results. So it's a little bit of 50-50, which is really interesting. It's really fun and it's like theater. The show is always different. Um, the performance is always different. So the the clients, the the session, the space is always different and it's it's such a beautiful thing. And anyways, I'm going on a tangent, but it's really just I'm I hope that you can feel the excitement that I have for this season and this approach. So think of this season, as I said before, as a course. And I felt like we got to start from the beginning because this is first off called Magical Realness. I gave you two masterclasses. If you haven't listened to those, I highly recommend you do just because it's got good information. They both have workbooks. What? For free. All you got to do is got to go to the website and check them out, download them. What? 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 They're not just any workbook, by the way. I put a lot of goddamn time into them. I want them to be useful for you. So like take advantage of it. I love those freebies. <laughs> Right. And so, you know, we've got that kind of setup. We've we've got kind of those basics. But now I want to get into the basicness. Ugh, not a good way to phrase that, but of spirituality. So this is spirituality 101. And I know I already put that in the intro, but we're going to be dramatic and fabulous about this because that's how I am. That's how we are. We bitches in this space and that's how we're going to do it. So yes, let's be super extra. Be extra with me, friends. Be extra. Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, I was imagining someone was taking my photo and I know that all of them were bad poses, but I felt fabulous and that's what counts. So in this season (laughs) of Spirituality 101, we're going to be doing a lot of different things or talking about a lot of different things. Uh, There's going to be 20 different episodes, so we're going to be in this for a few different months, okay? I'm going to bring in a few guests now and then. I don't want to reveal anything because I'm still, you know, finalizing, but uh, people who are really going to help you capture these concepts and really work through it. So if you will, consider this conversation that we're having right now, our syllabus for this season, okay, for this course. The first thing that I'm going to walk you through, and that's what we're going to do today. So you're not going to leave today (laughs) without learning something. It's not just what's outlined. We're not just going to go over the outline. I'm going to walk, I'm going to have you walk away with some concepts and I'm going to explain to you what spirituality is and little sayings or terms that people use when they dive into the spirituality for the first time. So really clarifying the different steps that you've perhaps come across or are waiting to come across in your journey. So that's the first one. So today we're going to go over spirituality, like what it is, and then I'm just going to read through the rest of them, okay? Then we're going to go to gratitude. Gratitude is really important to go through. I promise we want to go through it in the beginning. I've also, okay, so I'm not really going through this, but we really want to walk through this in a step-by-step journey um, because sometimes people, they run too fast. 
They run too fast forward to all the big stuff. And we've got to have a good foundation. We've got to have a sound grounding. So that's how I've shaped this. So I will continue. So what is spirituality? Then gratitude. Mindfulness. We're going to go over journaling, yoga, and meditation all in one episode. You'll see why when we get there. We're going to talk about the trifecta. We're going to learn about our intuition, the law of attraction, quantum leaping, dharma. What is your dharma? How do you find your dharma? Chakras, astrology, crystals, ooh, crystals, tarot, and oracle cards, creating an altar, moon rituals, clairvoyancy, spirit guides, the Akashic records, sound bathing, hypnotherapy, and Reiki, and then magic versus magic. (laughs) Sounds the same, but spelled differently. So those are the different topics that we're going to get into in this season. I'm sharing this with you right now because I want you to see all of the juicy things that are coming our way. I want you to be intrigued. I want you to listen. I want you to stay in this journey because I think it's really going to be a great foundational approach to really introduce you to these areas and find, is that right for me? Sometimes we hear people that have all these crystals and they're like, oh, okay, so if I want to be spiritual, I have to have all these crystals. Girl, I got three crystals and one of them's a pendulum. So there's no pressure, (laughs) you know, and I am be a spiritual bitch. You know, crystals are great. Crystals are not something that I feel strongly connected to. I really wait until that crystal comes along my way. I have many years in my life. I don't need to get all of the crystals right now. You know what I mean? So that's just one example, you know, out of so many. So the point isn't for you to then implement every single thing that's shared in all of these classes or episodes, (laughs) classes, look at me. Uh, But the point is to actually look at what it means to dive into that and sense with yourself, is that my next step? Is that what's right for me? Is that what I'm, well, we don't want to should all over ourselves, but is that what is in alignment for me to do next? Okay. Okay. We've gone over that enough. Um, we've been here for a minute and it's like, are we going to get into spirituality? Yes, girl. And we're going to do it right now. Let's do this. Okay. So no, there's no pauses. I just (laughs) continued on from there. So what is spirituality guys? If we're going to be talking about this, right? If we're going to be in this space, I think it's really important to define what is spirituality. And I think that we oftentimes walk into spirituality and we still don't fully know what it is, right? And that's what's really difficult. That's what's really tricky is being able to define spirituality without taking the time to learn what it is. So then sometimes we get lost and it also can encourage us to dive, you know, too soon into areas that we're not ready for, okay? So let's define it now. We're going to go over a few different things. We're not just going to start with what is spirituality. I'm going to talk to you about the definition of spirituality and how you can look at it, which is in various ways. Why it is sometimes called woo-woo. Um, what is the universe? <laughs> I don't. Maybe you don't understand what the universe is or you're still not sure. We're going to get into it. We're going to explain what people mean when they say source, 
and we're going to go over the two different types of awakenings, or at least the ones that are really have been pivotal in my life and that I see uh, throughout other people's journeys and my clients' journeys. So the dark night of the soul is one, and the second one is the great awakening. Uh, that's something that I've kind of put together. I haven't found a lot of research on it, but um, some people do use the word and we're going to get into what that means. And so it could be used by other terms as well. It really just depends. That's the thing with spirituality is that sometimes you're able to really term things in a way that aligns with you. There are so many different ways to describe what we're doing. And a big part of that is because we use language that aligns with us. Language is so expansive. Language really, you know, moves around and explores and takes in what we are wanting to communicate in a fresh new way. And I also think because we don't always get down to the nitty gritties of like what really are these terms and what do they truly mean, sometimes we'll just be exposed to them in conversation and then we'll reuse them and then it's kind of like a telephone process where it kind of gets dispersed along the way, which I don't think is wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong in that because spirituality is so expansive and because you can approach it in so many different ways. But if you're feeling overwhelmed... <laughs> by what is spirituality and how do you use these things and I thought I heard it over here like this and like this yeah you're not alone um I was definitely in that space I know lots of people who are in that space it's just finding what aligns with you and finding a teacher it may not be me I pff, if this is not resonating with you what I talk about today then you know maybe this isn't the space for you I have no problem sharing that because it's more important with me that you find the teacher that can communicate to you these core concepts so that you can dive into what it is that you want to dive into and what's aligned for you. That's most important to me. So let's do this. Let's define spirituality. To really truncate spirituality, what we're going to describe it as or define it as is simply being connected to something that's bigger than yourself. That's what spirituality is. <laughs> It's, you know, it's just something that's bigger than yourself, bigger than your body, than your human experience. And, you know, it could even just be diving into being connected with the collective human experience. So what we're all experiencing on this planet, uh, and perhaps there's other humans elsewhere, but <laughs> we don't know them. So just being connected to the energy that is here and that is in flow around us spirituality it can also be a sacred realm right a sacred realm of space and I definitely approach it that way that's how I think of spirituality I think of it as another entity within itself to dive into um, I think of kind of like floating orbs <laughs> that are around me and that's how I am really able to digest it I also have a strong energy um, clairvoyance or energetic clairvoyance where I am able to read energy. So that makes sense that I would see it that way. I would see spirituality as its own space, its own entity. It's, you know, kind of, I don't really see it in these orbs, but in my subconscious, you know, that's how it registers it and feels it. And then I can tune into these, these other areas and really, you know, take what I need, take what's aligned for me and give back in a way that is a good energetic exchange for both me and spirituality. You know, 
it doesn't have to be that woo-woo though. <laughs> you know, it could just be spirituality can be connecting to the deepest values within yourself. You know, it could be as simple as that. And that's also being something bigger than who you are, right? Connecting to what is bigger than yourself, than your ego, than your human experience. It's really diving deep into yourself and outside of yourself to form those synchronicities, to form those enlightenments, to to form this new way of feeling out life and making things accessible to you and learning how things have been holding you back, what serves you at their highest self, and so on and so on. Being spiritual is really the ability to tune into the moment that you're in right now and also being able to tune into other spaces in time. Um, that can be other spaces, you know, like in your Akashic records, you know, past lives. It can be your future, you know, typing into your psychic gifts. It doesn't all work that way. You can't necessarily be psychic about everything <laughs> in the future. But, you know, we can get those messages. We can get those um, prophecies, if you will, within us and become in tune with them. And you don't have to do that. Spirituality does not have to be that woo-woo. Um, but I'm woo-woo, so I'm leaning more towards that approach, right? It's really, again, just being connected to something bigger than yourself. So, Part of being spiritual and choosing, and you know, like I said before, there's so many different ways that you can approach spirituality and people use it in different terms in the telephone process. When you go into spirituality, and because there's so many different ways you can do it, it's really important to formulate self-adopted a set of beliefs. Really look at what is at the core of you, what really resonates with you, and to find something within that space. Make that your foundational area for spirituality so that you always have a place of home to come back to. That's something I really recommend when you first get into the spiritual realm and dive into these new areas. So I also do want to share another definition to kind of broaden this. This is a definition that I came across. It's from nurses Ruth, Ruth Beckman Murray and Judith Proctor Zinter. I don't know them, but I thought, let me quote them because they came up with this. And I think this is also very true in approaching spirituality. Okay, so the spiritual dimension tries to be in harmony with the universe and strives for answers about the infinite and comes into focus when the person faces emotional stress, physical illness, or death. That's going to be really relevant and help us really get home when we talk about the dark night of the soul and the great awakening. There truly is no light without the dark, and we will get into that in a little bit later. But that's another way that you can look at it, more so the relationship of how all the spiritual dimensionness, of how all spirituality can really come together. And it is, you know, I agree with them. It's about finding your harmony and finding what aligns with you. Definitely approach spirituality with a playful mindset, and it's going to take you a lot farther, okay? Now, when it comes to spirituality, there is a lot of mental health associated in approaching spirituality and, you know, like I said before, mindfulness and practicing yoga and gratitude, you know, and the reason why is because when we can balance in our mind and body, 
what happens is, is that our trifecta connects in an aligned way, and then it helps us brighten up for our spirituality to dive in and come through. So the trifecta is our mind-body-soul connection, and what we're really trying to do is merge the mind and body, make them feel supported, make them feel even more connected so that way we can focus in and channel into our spiritual side and come into our inner divine in that way. And as I just said before, spirituality, it really likes to highlight light workers. And when we look at spirituality and people talk about spirituality, that's where it goes to. It goes to light workers. The thing is though, as I said, there truly is no light without the dark. So what happens is, is the darkness it's such a great tool because it lets us internalize and tune in so that we, we can be abundant with the light. The darkness, we think of this as this evil thing, I think also because they're Star Wars and I finally watched that recently and I'm like not impressed. But anyways, <laughs> the dark does not need to be evil, right? It doesn't have to be this evil entity. It's just there is shadow work in us that all of us that needs to be done And when we do that shadow work, when we show up to the things that are holding us back, that's when light can enter and really brighten up for us. Um, You know, when we heal those wounds, we are freer and more liberated to access more. And spirituality really plays a role in that. So that is all kind of approaching spirituality and what is spirituality. So now I want to get into why is it called (laughs) woo-woo? Why do people say woo-woo when they refer to spirituality? Okay, so honestly, before this class, I didn't actually know, and I was curious too, so I decided let's talk about it. So from my research and what I can tell, it looks like it was created in the 90s by critics who just basically chopped it off to mean nothing. Spirituality is something to experience. That's definitely for sure. So uh, with that and there being little science and proof around spirituality, it's really something that either you know or you don't. So critics were not vibing with it. They just thought it was totally bonkers. So they started calling it woo-woo, that woo-woo phase. So really the term woo-woo is just mocking all that we'll be studying in these next 20 weeks. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a term to mock what we're doing. And it was stemmed definitely from judgment and prejudice. But so many of us are tapped into our spiritual selves. But so many of us who are tapped into our spiritual selves, we can use the term, right? Because of that judgment and that prejudice, we may end up using the term woo to lighten the vulnerability and sharing that we're spiritual, right? You know, it's kind of like, hey, yeah, I like that woo. I know it's woo. It's crazy, you know, but I'm really into it. And it just kind of lightens the blow, you know, because it can be really scary to come out and say, I'm a spiritual bitch. (laughs) I know that I definitely used to be very hesitant to come out and say, I'm a spiritual bitch. Now, of course, at that time, I wasn't very big on using the word bitch. Now I am. I use it all the time. Clearly, I've called you bitch. (laughs) I love the word bitch, 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 bitch. But you know, before I definitely, I was, I was super hesitant. And now that is still true when it comes to family. And that's because they have a lot of limiting beliefs and it's hard to connect with someone who is so willing to shut you down in so many different spaces. So that's kind of my boundary. And I do get a little hesitant to talk about spirituality in that aspect. 
you know, especially with all the family trauma that I've been through, if you're interested in looking into family trauma, we do have an article about that on the site. I highly recommend it. Just go to the library, go to the articles, and you'll be able to find it. I'll also put a link in it to the show notes. Either way, whatever you want to do. But it's definitely held me back. So, you know, I just, I'm pretty safe about it. And I think choosing who you're going to be vulnerable with about your spirituality is important. It's like tapping into your own art. You know, artists, they are really protective and they hold in their art before revealing their creativity and all their hard work. And that makes sense to me, right? It makes sense. We want to be prepared. We want to create that thick wall because not everyone's going to like it. You can't have something that everyone's going to like because we're all different and we all have different beliefs and we all don't agree on the same thing. You know, not everyone is impressed with the Mona Lisa. I get the Mona Lisa. I've never seen the Mona Lisa, but I get the Mona Lisa and I think it's beautiful, but not everyone's into it. People are like, eh, it's lame. It's not that impressive. And I think we overhype it. We don't realize what it's actually there for. It was just very revolutionary for the time. You know, women were not supposed to be portrayed in that way, at least with a smile. So for me, I'm like, that's awesome. Look at that. A little bit of like femininity, you know, feminism right there. So I think it's cool. But, you know, you may not respond to it that way. And that's the point. That's the thing with spirituality is, you know, we just, we're not all going to agree with the same thing. So I do encourage you to, you know, be, be protective with your heart and what you're diving into and share it with people that you can trust, even if they don't agree, you know, people who can trust and support you in this journey. The thing is also going back to woo, (laughs) if you see someone using the term woo, Um, they may not know that it's a word to mock us. Because like I said, I was also curious, why do we use the word woo? And I didn't learn until this moment and I've been using it so many times. And I bet you a lot of people in my network, they also don't know that woo is a term used to mock us. You know, we, we now at this point just associate the term as a synonym for spirituality. And I think that's really fun. I think that's really powerful. And I think it's amazing that that just kind of naturally got into that point. You know, it's, it's as if those who are spiritual and knew that this is a mocking word, I mean, that's how I'm going to approach this now, are really taking back the word and are making it their own, which is just, it's fabulous. So that's where woo stem from. I say use it. I say be empowered by it and let it be fun. Now let's get into what is the universe? When spiritual people like myself refer refer to the universe, they're referring to the scientific spatial term of all that's out there, which is pretty incredible. I mean, just think about how we are all on one planet in one galaxy amongst an infinity of others. Literally, there is so much space. We don't know what's out there. We know a small portion of what's out there, but we don't really know. It's so expansive. It's so cool. You know, and that's what we refer to when we talk about the universe. We're also referring to that infinity. That's the thing to focus on, the infinity that there is energy, there is flow, there is a resource that wants you to tap in and is waiting for your consciousness to arise. Oh my gosh, I'm just getting all the chills right now. Because you are already a part of the universe. That's the thing when it comes to the universe. You are the universe. If you don't believe in God, but you send something out there bigger than you, 
That's the universe. The reason why you can sense it is because the energy that runs through you and the universe blends together and feeds each other. Ooh, so good. It's so good. I love any part of simpatico that we can tap into. And definitely, definitely the energetic exchange of the universe is living in the art of simpatico. I love it. Sometimes we get confused and we believe that we are in the universe, right? But you are actually just one with the universe. So that's something to really take away with us. You're not in the universe. You are one with the universe, which means that we are connected to every single soul out there. And that can seem daunting, but we can pick and choose where our energy flows and where we put our focus on, right? Everyone is on a different place in their journey. And finding what aligns with yours in the universe is going to be really key to finding your strength, your resilience, and your resolution, right? Now, the thing is, it is possible to be connected to both religion and the universe. They can be separate or they can be in tandem. You don't have to choose. I personally, I am not religious. I am fully a spiritual bitch. But you can be in both. And I have friends who are in both spaces. And I think, you know, being, if you aren't religious, right, having friends who can approach spirituality, I think that makes it easier for us to connect to. And because so many of us have been forced to be in a Christian cradle, and so it almost felt like we were being brainwashed. You know, we weren't finding what aligned with us. Now, those that are religious, you know, and their connection with spirituality, I think that's so beautiful because they have something that really gives them a home to come to that lets them really take in their worldview, their strong beliefs, and also take in the vast miracles and that it doesn't have to be strictly what, um, you know, God has created on earth. It can be, if they believe in God, what God has created in the universe and so on and so forth. So there is, like I said, it, it can be separate or it can be in tandem. It really just depends on what you believe, what you see, and what you are able to connect to. Again, some of us Christian cradles, we weren't able to connect to Christianity, right? And some of us were. Some of us were able to go full in on spirituality, and some of us weren't. It's, again, what you are connected to. Find what is aligned to you. There's no wrong answer. There's only alignment. So focus on what makes you better and feel fully alive in your body, okay? That is like a huge sign of alignment right there. And that will be your guide for you and how you want to interact with the universe and, you know, how you want to first approach this in your very beginning journey, right? To get into examples, you know, of what the universe could be or what you could tap into, um, you know, it could be Mother Nature, Hindu goddesses, those are really fun, which I probably shouldn't say fun like that, but they are. They're very fun. They're very powerful, um, you know, something definitely to respect and regard. So look into that if you feel called to. You can go into spirit guides. Uh, you'll get information downloads when connecting to the universe. It's when, you know, you just get like this big, whelming download of information. Just this information just comes into you and you just are so expansive. And you're like, wow. <laughs> it's like the universe put in a flash drive into your noggin and you're just got all this information now. You get all this accessibility now. It's really cool. Uh, the universe can be your intuition. It can be 
healing in general, right? It can be empowerment, energy, manifestations, so many things. All of these that I've listed and so much more (laughs) really pair into how we tap into source. Source is the way that we connect with all these spaces. So let's get into that. Let's get into source. Source is really just an extension and a more approachable way of referring to the universe. By using this term, we're pointing out how something came to us. Source can be a source of self, source from those around you, source from your community, source from the world, source from the universe. Source can be from anywhere. In spirituality, we're typically referring to either source of self or source of the universe. It's usually one of those two, but again, it could be any of the others that I've listed and other ones as well, right? Because we are one with the universe. That's why we often refer to source of self or source of the universe, because we are one with the universe. And it just depends. And again, what aligns with what has occurred or the messages that we're sharing right now, that will determine when we use source. But again, it's just really an ex- an approachable way, an extension of saying how sources come in and brought things to us. And it can be energy, it can be information, it can be people, it can be experiences. You know, it's not so much that we're just take, take, taking. By being open, by being vulnerable, and by giving back to our community, to our different spaces, we are giving back to source because we are the universe. So we're always tapped in and we're always in the flow. And that's what source means. I don't think we need to get into like super more than that. Um, I do want to briefly go over the two terms that I introduced before. And that those are the terms that are used to reference when you are, or at least the two that I want to get into, two terms to reference how you can experience getting into the spiritual world and really tapping in. So you may or may have not had these experiences. I would think that if you're at this space, you probably have, and maybe this is us just going over what that means. It just depends on you and your journey, right? So the first one is dark night of the soul. The dark night of the soul can be used to describe a few different things, honestly. It's, it's, if you look it up, it's very expansive. But in this, in this world, in spirituality, we are referring to a spiritual awakening in where our worldview that is held by the limited perspective of the ego, it collapses. And we start to begin to see what can be possible when we allow spirituality to flow into our lives. It provides us with a new, deeper meaning of life. So the dark night of the soul doesn't have to be evil again. It doesn't have to be this bad thing. As we described before, as I shared before, you know, there is no light without the dark. And so the darkening of the soul is really referring to the way that the ego's perspective, the limited perspective, collapses. It just crashes. It really tumbles within us. And it can be overwhelming. It can be jarring. It can be scary. It can be exhilarating. It can be mind-blowing. It can just be a lot. (laughs) It can be a lot of different things, and it can also just be a lot. (laughs) So it's really just coming into this this idea that spirituality is a thing. And just because you've heard it before, remember when I described woo-woo? 
how you have to experience it to know it. This is your experiencing of spirituality. This is how you tapping into that you know it. So that's what the dark night of the soul is. It's it's really just that moment, that evening, girl. My dark night of the soul was hella intense. I was not expecting it on any terms. So just real quick, I'll, I'll describe it. I went over to a new friend's place. Uh, someone I, I had used to do theater and we were in a play and we were, uh, we were co-star. Well, we weren't co-stars. We were co-actors, meaning that we w- were sharing two roles that were very related to each other. We were a couple basically in the play. Anyways, I'm getting uh, on a tangent. And uh, there were also a couple other people that I just really connected to and they were all friends and they invited me to come over and they just started with and it just all began with at one point the girl she said I see indigo in you I see indigo I think you're an indigo child and I was like what I never heard of this before you know I didn't think anything of it like I just was like oh I don't know what an indigo indigo child is and then um, they started explaining and going into it and telling me all these spiritual things. And they're like, are you overwhelmed? Are you okay? You seem to be like in a space. And I'm like, no, just keep going. Keep going. Reveal the layers. Reveal the layers. And then they told me about mermaids and about Atlantis <laughs> and about UFOs and like all of these things. And uh, they told me other things as well. But those are the kind of tangible bits that I can always go back to. And, you know, past lives and the way that we connect with the universe and all of these things. I mean, it was hours. I was only going to be there till like maybe 11. That's a late night for me. I think I was there till 3 a.m. I was there for hours upon hours. And I remember seeing a lot of things. It was like there was a blindfold over my eyes and once they had started talking to me, it started becoming lifted and I could, I saw some shit. (laughs) I saw some things at night. I am pretty sure I saw a shadow person. Um, I'm not sure if it's a shadow person. I've described it before to other people and they believe it is a shadow person. That would make sense to me. Um, I heard things. I explained so much about my past and what I had been ignoring. I was diagnosed as being psychotically depressed when I was younger and I would see things and I would hear things and I thought I was straight up cray. I thought I was going to become a full-blown schizophrenic by like you know, the time I turned 40 or whatever, I was like, I'm just, I'm like doomed, you know? And then I learned about this and I learned about the spirituality and I, I realized that I had just been taught to not tap into the side of myself, that I was taught to really kind of smother. Oh, I hate saying that, but like smother the side of me. And once I started tapping into it and really becoming one again, um, it really changed. It really pivoted. It, it changed all of how I came to be. And I wasn't psychotically depressed anymore. <laughs> Part of that also came into be when I got into my great awakening. That's right. We're just going to shift right in. So the great awakening, <laughs> 
The Great Awakening is also very spiritual, but it's more closely tied to the discovery and understanding of the toxicity that has surrounded your world and has held you back. It's learning that you are Truman and your life is not what it seems, okay? <laughs> you know, the Truman Show where he's learning that he's been living on a film or on a cruise set all of his life and all of this is fake and has been altered to create a TV show. Yeah, you know, it's it's learning that you've been Truman. You've been on the Truman Show. That things are not what they seem. So for me, The Great Awakening was years later after my Dark Knight of the Soul. At the end of this, I, I was in this space for a few months and I had a decision to make. I was either going to follow my spirituality, I was going to follow the side of myself, or I was going to go to Seattle and I was going to try and live my best life and then come back to my spirituality when I had the space for it. And I chose Seattle, which I think you would know. <laughs> But, you know, if you listen to any of my things or read any of my stuff and my great awakening, I uh, just became distraught. I was super heartbroken uh, after I had graduated from school and I was just incredibly depressed. So I sought help and I started learning that I got into this toxic space because I was taught never to take care of myself. I was taught to take care of others, which explained my experience during school, which wasn't amazing. And, you know, my relationships with men and who I talked to and my friendships, all of those things really explained a lot. And I learned that I had been living in neglect, abuse, and I had a lot of trauma from my childhood. And so that was really my great awakening and I vowed, you know, to really make this change. And I also learned that my body was full of disease from living in that space when I was a child and still living with all this trauma. So now I'm on this great mission of, you know, it ends with me, this trauma, this disease, all of it, it ends with me. I'm doing the best I can to heal it before I start having children. It's really important because now there's, you know, epigenetics. It's proven that we pass down these traumas to our children. And it doesn't just happen genetically. It can happen in other spaces too. If you're interested in more information about that, you can check that article out on <laughs> my site. I have lots of articles. I have lots of things you can look at. You're not alone. I got resources for you. Don't you worry. So at any rate, you know, the Great Awakening is kind of was me getting in that space. And it doesn't have to mean I'm not imposing or saying that you have to learn that you were in abuse <laughs> to get your Great Awakening. But it just is a further shatter, sh a shattering of what your world has been and what your reality has been. So the Dark Knight of the Soul is really tapping into a spiritual awakening and the Great Awakening is an extension above that. And so it's combining spirituality with kind of the ego and the body's experience. So it's really more so awakening the trifecta where the Dark Knight of the Soul is more so awakening that soul, that spirituality within you. And that's how I would differentiate and talk about those two, um, you know, those two different experiences. So to wrap this up, we've been here for a minute. My goal is to make these as brief as possible, but explaining to you the syllabus made this a little bit longer of a class. So, you know, and sometimes when we do have interviews, they will be about this length as well. So just know that I'm really trying to make this accessible and digestible. If you have notes for me, I'm so open to hearing them. 
you know, while listening to this, if you're finding this to be really valuable, if you're just, you know, really in this space right now, I would be so grateful if you would share this episode on Instagram, if you sent this podcast to your friends, if you sent me a message telling me how you thought of it, if you have a moment. Also, I would be incredibly grateful if you rated the podcast and let people know what you think of it, even if you think it's shit. I mean, I would hope that you wouldn't. you wouldn't comment telling me that you think my podcast is shit but you know I think whatever energy we can tap into whatever spirituality we can go into and if you feel really aligned with that then you know I would even appreciate that because it's genuine feedback and I can take that and I can improve and I'm always into getting notes where I can improve I want to improve and I want to be the best I think it's really important in our lives to be open to being open that we're not perfect right now We won't be perfect in the future and we're all just doing the best we can. We have mastered some concepts and we can help other people with those, but we're still gathering new masterings and we're only going to continue to grow and evolve. And I think that's really how we have to approach it. So anyways, uh, like I said, rate the podcast and let people know what you think. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful. I really want these resources to be available to all those who need this information download. You know, and that's why my grateful comes in when you share it on Instagram, when you share it with your friends, when you email it to people, and also when you just let me know what you thought of it, right? If this was approachable, if it was useful, if you had a good time, you know, because I'm here for you, my friend, you know, and I just say, let's do this thing. Let's do this together. And I want you to feel like you're a part of it. So tying all of this, what is spirituality? Just one last summary. The practice of spirituality can be very much a pick and choose kind of approach. And often it really is. And we've talked about that. There are so many ways, so many ways to be spiritual. And (laughs) it would really be overwhelming to try and be an expert or even just experienced in them all, right? Spirituality is not a Pokemon approach. I've never played Pokemon, but I know the slogan, catch them all. It's not a catch them all approach. We all have our spiritual talents and impulses. What we'll be doing in this season is going through all of those different ways and practices to tap into spirituality, you know, and and we went over those. And so what we're going to do is we're going to find what works with you and what you want to try out. I'm going to do my best to make these episodes as juicy as possible, okay? Like I said, some will be short, some will be long. Whatever the topic really needs, it's going to be my guide. You know, whatever we need to take this on, that's what I'm going to use in serving you in this space. So let's do this, my friends. Let's get spiritual 101. Thanks for joining in today's episode. Remember, head to the podcast page to check out all the juicy details and all the other resources we've got for you on the site, blythemitrals.com. We've got two other podcasts. We've got articles, videos, and so much more. Check it out, my friends. You can follow me on Instagram at blythemitrals or at blythemitrals podcast to get those two different experiences. I'm just, I'm so grateful for you, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Have a great week. And until next time, I'll talk to you then.